Hey, Tito, Jeff Fidoff with you here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Buckeye Blitz. Find me on Twitter at That Happens. We're brought to you uh, by BetUS.com. Go to BetUS, three-decade leader in the field. Look, DSP 125 gets you a 125% bonus. DSP 200, a 200% bonus with crypto. Uh, you can bet sports, casino, horse racing, pop culture, bet it all. It's all at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, and use our codes. Again, DSP 125 gets you a 125% bonus. DSP 200, a 200% bonus with crypto. So go check that out. All right. Um, Ohio State rankings aren't out yet for the week at the time of this recording. Uh, the CFP rankings are all that matter. Those will come out on Tuesday. The Buckeyes did survive. They knocked off Northwestern 21-7 to on Saturday. Uh, surviving was big yesterday. When you look at schools like the number one team in the CFP, Tennessee, number four, Clemson, uh, number six, Alabama, all got beat. Ohio State survived. Was not a pretty win. No doubt about it. The winds were gusting up to 60 miles an hour, and the rain, it was a, a brutal day for football. And the Buckeyes did not seem, and I want to be careful how I say this, did not seem prepared for the elements. They looked like uh, they still tried to throw the ball. Uh, C.J. Stroud was 10 for 26, not much success there. Uh, Stroud did run the ball well, though, had his career high in, uh, in rushing yards yesterday. He had a couple of big runs, too, that were important, but – um, they did not pass the ball well. Early on, they didn't run the ball well. They looked lethargic and confused out there. And th that's not a good good look. But nonetheless, I said before all this, I want to see Ohio State have to win a game facing adversity where they can't just be in there and have great weather conditions and rely on their passing game. And they couldn't yesterday. That's what happened. 10 for 26 for C.J. Stroud. Uh, Mayan Williams, the running game was not great until the second half. He finished with 26 carries for 111 yards. There were too many missed tackles again for Ohio State. That was concerning seeing that. Um, that's been a, a recurring theme in the last couple of games, it seems like, where they, um, they've got chances to get guys at the line of scrimmage behind it, and they somehow escape and get through. Um, play calling, a little bit a little awkward, too, I thought. I, I think that um, they could have done a better job with the uh, scheming for that on the offensive side. Um, but, you know, for a while, C.J. Stroud, for a good chunk of that game, wasn't even the best quarterback in the game. Um, Northwestern was having more success. Brandon Sullivan, their quarterback, was 10 for 14, only for 76, 79 yards, and had 12 carries for, for 55 yards, but had a lot of great RPO plays in there where he'd put the ball right there in the gutter. RPO is more of just an option type play where he would end up taking off with it. Then he did a great job with that. Evan Hull for Northwestern also was the game's leading rusher, 30 carries for 122 yards and a touchdown. So Ohio State, they won. And what I also liked about Ohio State, though, was the fact that they, again, made great adjustments at halftime. They shut Northwestern out in the second half. This year, Ohio State's allowed just 51 points in the second half through nine games. 17 of those were against Penn State. So in the other eight, it's just 34 total points they've allowed in the second half. They've outscored their opponents 199 to 51. Michigan's outscored their opponents 194 to 48. So Michigan stays undefeated. Ohio State stays undefeated. And, uh, you know, that's as a on, on this collision course uh, to play against each other here um, at the end of the season, Saturday after Thanksgiving for a shot in the Big Ten title game. It's all pointing towards that. Michigan gets to play Illinois this week. Illinois was ranked 16th. In the first CFP, they got knocked off by Michigan State. Uh, they they lost that game 23-15. Uh, to 15. Michigan, by the way, they were trailing 17-14 to 14 to Rutgers, outscored Rutgers in the second half 38 to nothing to get the 52-17 uh, to 17 victory. When the CFP rankings come out on Tuesday, I think you'll see Georgia at number one. They deserve it. They just knocked off the uh, number one team, Tennessee. 
rather handily. They won by 14 points in Athens. I think they'll be one. I think Ohio State will be two. I think you'll see Michigan at three and Tennessee at four, probably followed by TCU at five then at that point. I think Michigan sneaks in, and I think TCU being undefeated, that also um, gets them a call to the CFP top four. But just like in week one, you don't need to worry about where these teams are at as long as Ohio State's in the top four. That's all that matters. But Ohio State still has to play Michigan, obviously. TCU plays at Texas on Saturday night. Georgia still has to play in the SEC championship. Georgia and Tennessee, they've got easy pads the rest of the way. Uh, you'll see Tennessee try to put some style points uh, as they go forward. But Georgia, though, has an easy path to the SEC championship game against either LSU, the likely opponent, or Alabama or Ole Miss if they can sneak in there. So – um, on the Big Ten side, by the way, in the Big Ten West, we're sitting there now. Uh, you know, we know in the East, you've got Ohio State, Michigan undefeated at 6 0 in the conference. Penn State's 4 2. Over in the West, Illinois leading the way right now. They're 4 2 in the uh, conference. Wisconsin, Purdue, Iowa, Minnesota, all 3 3. And what that means is we're going to have a Big Ten West champion that is going to have a crappy record when they play Ohio State or Michigan, hopefully Ohio State. We think it's Ohio State, but nonetheless, whoever's there to represent the West is going to come in with a bad record. Um, you might have a team with four losses playing in the Big Ten championship game against the winner of the East. It's all going to play out, though. They all have to play. they got to kind of bounce off each other here for the next few weeks. Next week, uh, the week coming up, I should say, Wisconsin's at Iowa, a couple of three-and-three three teams right now. And um, you've also got uh, Purdue at Illinois. The following week is when Illinois plays Michigan. Iowa plays at Minnesota, a couple of three and three teams right now. Wisconsin travels to Nebraska. November 26th, when Ohio State plays Michigan, Minnesota is going to play uh, at Wisconsin. So a lot of things can change in there, but it'll be interesting to see how the West plays out. I can't wait for the USC and UCLA to join. I hope they go to just the non, no, no divisions, just one straight conference like the Pac 12 is doing, like the Big 12 is doing, have the top two teams play. I realize that means you might get Ohio State and Michigan in back-to-back weeks. I used to not be in favor of that scenario at all, but I'd much rather see a second Ohio State-Michigan game this year than Ohio State taking on a four-loss team, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, Illinois, whatever, Minnesota, in the uh, Big Ten championship game. It's going to be a boring game, and really there's nothing for Ohio State to gain from that. Um, Ohio State hoops, by the way, let's change gears a little bit. Underway this week on Monday, Ohio State men host Robert Morris. Um, they host Charleston Southern on Thursday. The women host top five Tennessee on Tuesday. High expectations for the women, ranked 14th right now coming into um, the season. They had their exhibition game against Notre Dame College and rolled them rather easily. A lot of people got their names in the in the scorebook for that one, obviously. And um, Ohio State with uh, Taylor Mikesell, with J.C. Sheldon, you know, big-time players from last year that uh, that Ohio State's going to rely on. And uh, now getting Madison Green back is big as well for this team. So Ohio State women get 14th. It's a tough Big Ten. I think there's five Big Ten teams ranked in the top 25. Ohio State's the third-highest one. Uh, you've got Iowa and Indiana ahead of them. I think Iowa's like fourth. Indiana might be 11, but Ohio State's 14th. So big expectations for Kevin McGuff's team as far as I'm concerned. They should be a Sweet 16 team again this year after making it out there last year. McGuff's been great for Ohio State. For Holtman's team, you know, they've got the Robert Morris, Charleston Southern. They've got another non-conference game coming up before they head out to play in the Maui Classic where they've got to play a very difficult San Diego State team followed by a very difficult Arizona or Cincinnati team. And after that, they may have to play Arkansas in their third. If they could win those two, if they lose one or both of those, they still get a play like an Arkansas um, is in this also. Um, 
it's so Arkansas is the, the top dog in this, I think. And that's a team that Ohio State would have to play or Creighton potentially. Uh, Greg McDermott's their head coach out there. Big things expected of them. Remember McDermott famously uh, turned down the Ohio State job before um, they decided to hire Holtman. They went after him first. And I, Creighton, though, um, I, I think it was a mistake for him to do it. But Creighton's in a good spot, though. We'll see what happens there. But so college basketball getting in underway this week again the men are hosting robert morris today charleston southern thursday women hosting top five tennessee on tuesday so uh get, get ready gear, geared up for that we'll have more on this more on after those games and also uh when we get the rankings out we'll see where ohio state's at in the top 25 and then the cfp as well dsp media thank you so much for tuning in for us betus.com is where you want to go 125 bonus using code dsp125 dsp200 Get you a 200% bonus with crypto. Um, BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. This has been the Buckeye Blitz. Follow me on Twitter, at That Happens. I'm Tito, Jeff Thidoff. Thanks for tuning in.